time to ham up. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! The Dead Speak! On tonight's episode of After the Credits, uh, we're going to be talking about Rise of Skywalker, the Star Warsiest Star Wars film to ever Star Wars. So much uh, Star Wars. There's there's a much star. Wow. There's a lot of stars. There's at least one more that I counted. It was the biggest so. Star War ever. <laughs> um, and we're going to jump right into it this week. Uh, oh, I guess we could introduce ourselves. I suppose I'm Sean. Hey, who else is here? You got Vince here. Ryan's here. You got, got Chewie here. Whoa, we're all here except Chris. He's dead and he's not speaking. <laughs> oh, that's good. Everyone. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> he's fine. Um, but he's not here tonight. So it's just more of us talking about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and um, tonight's a special episode or a special night or a special thing because there's two episodes you could listen to if you're listening to this now not only do you have a whole episode about rise of skywalker but you could also click on over to our cats episode which should be published about the same time um so if you are dying to hear some chunk fire stories then i recommend clicking over to that episode because that's where you're going to get them uh, i would say whether you've seen cats or not this is going to be a something of a conversation so probably worth checking out yeah so uh if you want to hear our cats take and what other other things we've been up to um jump over there but for this episode it's gonna be strictly business only the important (laughs) monumental discussion about rise of skywalker um uh but before there's a few things a little couple housekeeping things it's the end of the year everyone we've made it another year somehow barely Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Um, but with that being said, it means it's almost time for the Chunky Awards. Uh, award season. What are you going to be wearing, Vince? I was thinking about wearing some sort of tuxedo t-shirt because it shows that I'm formal, but I also like to party. <laughs> oh, hmm, classy. I like it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have our Chunky episode, um, end of year roundup. Um, talking about our faves and our not so faves uh, in the coming weeks but the most important part is we want to hear what you guys think Um, and you could vote and tell us what you think um, with our google sheet that i don't know how it works magic and science combined it should be up now it'll it should be in the description of this episode it should be posted on our social media Um, so click around and find it and you can vote on your faves and then we'll talk about it yeah um yeah it'll depending on how you're listening to this if it's really easy to click on the description but otherwise just find a post on our social media or something um and then will your opinion could be read on the air maybe um if it's a good opinion that we deem worthy um but uh yeah so look forward to that in the next couple of weeks um and then what else is there anything else or can we get into it no i think you covered it we're not doing ch- oh, chunk it. fire this episode we got another episode yeah. out about cats for some reason i'm just so used to 15 to 20 minutes of us talking about nothing before we talk about <laughs> no we're only at minute six actually <laughs> wow probably minute five because because of all those outtakes that you did <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about you got it right on the first try man we were this was perfect all right uh, 
nothing to see behind the curtain here. Um, well then, yeah, so let's jump into it. Obviously, spoiler alert, um, before we get into plot description and discussion and everything, I also want to mention too briefly, um, aside from the spoiler alert, this film may be slightly divisive for people and that's okay. We're all just having fun. I have a feeling that we're going to all, all everyone on this cast is going to have a, a, maybe a similar opinion, maybe not. Um, but if you have a differing opinion than us, don't take it, you know, it's okay. You know, your thoughts are good too. I just want to say that because I, I think people I, I, might get I, upset. There's, there's a chance people will get divided. We're really trying to not add to the dumpster fire of the online Star Wars discourse. This is just how we yes. felt about the movie. Yes, that's all. We were talking about a movie and it's just all good fun, everyone. So whether you like it or didn't, hey, it's Christmas that's, time. That's Star Wars, baby. <laughs> that being said, Matt, tell us what happened in this movie. All right. I'm going to tell you what happens in this movie, but I'm going to shake things up this week. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to try something new. We're going to play popcorn. So I am going to recap as much of this movie as I can remember. And then I'm going to call on someone random and you're going to have to take over. See if we can collectively remember what happened in this, uh, in this uh, party platter of a movie here. All right. So with our strength combined, here we go. Fine. So there, the movie starts with the Star Wars logo, and there's some words. They're silly words, but they're words nonetheless. <laughs> and then, uh, so the Emperor's back somehow. How's he back? We don't know. He's back. It's fine. And Kylo Ren is running around with a magic triangle, and he's killing everyone, and he's trying to find the Emperor. And then he goes to the super spooky Halloween planet, and he finds the Emperor living in a box. And the Emperor has a jar of Snokes and says, I've been the bad guy the whole time and you have to kill Ray. And then he's like, all right, I'll kill Ray. I don't know. We're going to we're going to do it. And so he tells all of his his dudes, um, hey, so we have this magic. Um, we have this magic Star Destroyer fleet that was magicked out of thin air. We need you to go find some people to run it. I'm going to go try to kill Ray. And then meanwhile... Meanwhile, Ray and all them are, um, they gotta, they gotta do a quest. Ryan, what happened next? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, so, yeah, while Ren's running around the galaxy doing his thing, we have Ray training to be better, and then, um, Finn and Poe are running around the galaxy, um, quite literally i mean not, well yeah literally just but they're just they're um hyperspace jumping all over the place while tie fighters chase them through hyperspace which we established in the pre previous film is impossible um but they do it nonetheless and they discover that 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 palpatine is has returned and they're looking for information to stop him um um so they so they do that and they that's, that's all I can remember right now. Popcorn Vince. Oh, man. All right. Well, sit back and relax, folks, because I certainly didn't get to when I was in the theater. Um, so this is what happened. After that, the, they find a dagger. And uh, what they were really trying to find a Sith uh, thing. It turns out the dagger was going to help them find the Sith, um, kind of like Google Maps, to the Sith planet. And um, so they find a dagger. Ray 
turns out, is like, wait a minute, this dagger is related to my parents somehow. She heals a snake um, because the snake was hurt <laughs> and they didn't want to get eaten by the snake. And so she was like, I'll just use the force to heal things because I can do that now. And so she did. And now she's friends with snakes, which is my favorite part of the movie. I'm going to popcorn this to Sean Davis. All right. So her and her friend Snake now go on a crazy adventure. <laughs> not it's okay if I start making with... out my own plot, right? Well, it's also not <laughs> to be confused with Snoke. Snoke is not the snake. The snake oh, is just right. a snake. It's not Snoke. There's no jar um, of snakes. There's just a jar of snokes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's like the Indiana Jones ride. It's like the snake from the Indiana Jones ride, everyone. Yeah. Snake. It does look like that. Uh, also like I the was thinking more the, it's a it's, I was just going to say a chamber of secrets. Anyway, Sean, you're up. Stop, stop trying to get <laughs> oh, out sorry, of it. Distracting <laughs> from trying to remember what happened. Uh, so yeah. And then, um, Chewie gets captured and his ship blows up because Ray's too dark. Dope. He's dead. That's too bad. Everyone. Poor Chewie. Gotcha. Did you think he was dead? Because that's what I told you happened. What an idiot. He's not dead. Uh, he's fine. Um, so they got to go rescue him. And they do. And I think they... Uh, oh, they go to another planet with um, Carrie Russell. And the um, Kylo and Rey fight in like a, a, a weird like dual portal like fight. And that was kind of cool. And then... Um, they go to another pl- oh they go to an ocean planet and no it's endor they go to endor everyone do you remember that um it's, it's... and they use the dagger which actually is a key that tells her where to find the kyber crystal oh my god that's so stupid the the sith planet but only if she stands in a specific spot and looks at the wreckage of the death star that has crashed on this planet so that means the and... dagger isn't even that old because the wreckage of the Vince, death star... we're doing a thing right now <laughs> <laughs> this is the summary all right um and they she does that i think she Popcorn, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hamburgers. Well, so somehow, yeah, she gets to the Death Star crash planet. um, And she she goes to the Death Star crash where she finds another Sith triangle. Um, The power of the Sith comes from triangles, we learn. Um, (laughs) And uh, so she gets this here triangle and she's like, all right, sweet, I'm going to use this triangle. But then Kylo Ren shows up and they fight... um, I'm not sure why they're fighting. I guess because they're they're. Um, she antagonist. wears white clothes and he wears black clothes. Yeah, I was just gonna say because she's the good guy and he's the bad guy is why they fight. So they do that. Um, yep, they sure fight, all right. Um, and she's losing, but then she wins, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she leaves, and Kylo Ren's gonna die, but. Uh, she he gets healed by um her Ray's newfound snake healing powers. So it turns out Kylo Ren is actually a snake in disguise the whole time. <laughs> Popcorn Chewy. All right, so <laughs> yeah, she can only heal snakes with the Force. That's the only. It's right. like that's how what I, that's Harry what I Potter can only talk to snakes. I mean, yeah. there's been no snakes thus far in the Star Wars universe, so uh, there uh, no chance for us to know that. They yes, we we don't know. Anyway, so so she. Okay, yeah. So they fight and they fight and they fight, and then, and then, uh, he decides because Princess Leia uses um, Force Skype to talk to him, 
and and it, to doing so it takes all of her her life bar to do so and she dies and then um and then uh and so ray flies away and goes back to porg island and destroys her ship and and uh decides she's just going to be a hermit on on porg island but then luke shows up and says no don't do that um everything in the last movie was stupid i was wrong so um so then he in in uh so in 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 a bit of what's the opposite of foreshadowing uh, after shadowing male um, on, on the head uh yeah yeah um L- luke luke force lifts his his x-wing out of the water like he wasn't able to do in empire strikes back and 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 then ray decides that she's not going to go into hiding um and so she flies away and then uh and then she goes wait wait um wait okay um okay popcorn bits okay. <laughs> okay so she she flies away and then um oh wait 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 no i'm popcorning it back to me um all right that's fine han, han solo's ghost shows up and talks to kylo ren and mm-hmm. and it's harrison ford again and he really looks like he doesn't want to be there and then um <laughs> and then and then kylo ren says a line from force awakens it's, it's like poetry it rhymes and then he said and then he throws away his lightsaber he's kylo ren no more and so now he's a good guy and then so i don't know how did he get off that planet he's stuck on i is he stranded i can't remember how he got off that planet anyway got off whatever he goes he goes away and and hangs out somewhere for a while until he comes back later um and then uh it's oh did we miss the part where hux was the spy no, that's not that's important. Not important. Yeah. Has that happened yet? Matter. Has that no, happened yet? That has no happened. significance to the story. It was way uh, past it. Hux was the, spy. the Hux spy thing was back when Chewie was a thing. Oh when right, he... okay. Hux is dead now. Anyway, um, so, so then, oh right, right. Ray decides she's gonna she's gonna go and help, and she says, "Hey, uh, like, Palpatine has a giant army thing, and I'm I'm gonna show you the way." Anyway, now popcorn. Who did I popcorn? Give it Vince. back to me. All yeah. right. So, like, they go to Palpatine's planet, and even though you're supposed to need, like, this Wayfinder thing to get there, somehow all the good guys get there, or at least a good amount of them. Well, Ray leads them there. She, but, leaves, she leaves a map behind. But the whole point is that you have to, like, be holding it, I thought, to kind of direct you through this crazy, like, horrible field of awful. Anyway. They watched, they, I think they watched her. The whole fleet? They get there. Well, what about however the, they get there, they get there. How do like the one one billion rebel ships get there? Um, uh, anyway, I, I would imagine with digital technology they could record maps, but just like they did for the triangle in the first place. Whatever. Anyway, there you go. All right, sure, that explains it. I have no more problems with this movie. That was literally my only gripe. Okay, so they they get there to fight to confront Palpatine, and um, Palpatine's like. Oh wait, did we establish that Ray is a Palpatine? Because Ray's a Palpatine. Oh yeah, we didn't ever see that. Ray's a Palpatine. Um, so Ray's a Palpatine. So she's not nobody. Um, even though that's what the whole what Last Jedi is saying, she's actually a Palpatine. So sh- she's a person. Um, <laughs> she has feelings. Yeah, and then um, um, Kylo Ren is not a Ren. He's the Ben, but he fights the Knights of Ren as a Ben. 
and Ben kills the Wrens um, because he got a teleported lightsaber to him from Ray. And um, I'm gonna popcorn this one back to uh, Ryan Davis to close it down. Ryan, what happens after they get lightsabers teleported? Well, after he teleports the lightsaber, which was a sweet magic trick, the old put the lightsaber behind your back trick. I just yeah. like why did she? Why did it show her putting her hand with no lightsaber? Like, what is that's not intimidating to the people that are there trying to fight her? It's like, wait a minute, you don't have a lightsaber anymore, and now you're vulnerable. That was the point. It was a trick. Anyway, continue. It was, but that doesn't... Let, let's try spinning. That's a good trick. So anyway, they he beats up the the uh, the Ren, Knights of Ren who are in this movie, and mm-hmm. after he does mm-hmm. that, then he goes to join Ray, who has been trying to fight Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, "This is the ultimate conflict, by the way, in the movie, the end end conflict climax," and she and Palpatine's like. If you kill me, I'll become stronger and you'll become dark. And so Ray's like, shoot, how am I going to kill him if I can't kill him? Um, which I don't know. She doesn't have to kill him out of hatred, but she could just like slowly insert the blade into his neck or something. And they wouldn't be out of hatred, I don't think. Anyway, so she doesn't. She can't do that. And she's like, well, shoot, I don't know what to do now. And then um, Palpatine's like, ha, ha, ha. And they start shooting lightning at her. And then she like blocks the lightning with her lightsaber. <laughs> All uh, episode three. Palpatine's um, a Dumbo. It's like fool me once, like the, yeah. fool me twice, and then he. Come on now. All yeah. right, Vince. Let's get through this recap. <laughs> Stop. Um, and then Ray can't defeat him. She's losing. So how does she beat him? By getting a second lightsaber. Um, because that matters, and it does. And and then Palpatine ends up shooting lights lightning at his own face, and and <laughs> I guess that's how he dies. I, there you go. It goes out That's, very Voldemort-like. Yeah. You know? oh, oh. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Also, it doesn't really matter, but Palpatine tries sucking or sucks the life energy out of out of Ray and Ren, and then Ren goes flying down a, a hole. Um, it, He's a Dementor too. Yeah, he. Did you know Palpatine's he, a Dementor? He is. He su- yes, correct. And then he, Ren Ren falls down a hole. Popcorn, Sean. <laughs> You were supposed to end this. You no, were no, no. We uh, still have like half an hour of the movie left. Oh, that's right. Well, basically, yeah, she defeats Palpatine with two lightsabers, and but she she takes too much energy, so she dies. But, oh, you thought Ben fell down a hole? Well, he did, but he climbed out. And so he comes mm-hmm. and rescues. He, um, he holds her, and that brings her back to life. And then they kiss. And then I thought it was the died. kiss that brought her back to life. I don't know anymore. Then, well, he dies after that. But this time, when he dies, he disappears That's immediately. Right. And immediate, and so does Leia. Um, Not right now. She's been dead for like I don't like twelve hours, but now she disappears now though. Um, and oh, and all this, and so Ray's back to life, and the Palpatine's dead, and the whole fleet. But this whole time, there's been a whole bunch of noise going on outside, and like, what is happening out there? What is going on out there? Um, and Finn and Poe and um, are all of our favorites. That one girl, Carrie Russell, um, Lando, you know, classic characters. Lando's there. Um, that droid. Um, that one X-wing that pilot. Weird gremlin thing. Um, they're all there fighting the good fight against a fleet of six hundred thousand battleship star destroyers, 
and they win. I forgot how they won, but they did it. They killed them, and they go woohoo, <laughs> and they celebrate. That's I think that, and then how oh, do they show different planets and like the Ewoks are happy and I don't, Cloud City's happy? I think probably. No, you're um, thinking of Return of the Jedi. I don't know if they necessarily do that in this one. Well, they're celebrating the end of the saga. Oh, don't forget when Chewie is given an award by. <laughs> Let's by not Maz forget Kanata. that. That was so meaningful, and we all knew what that meant. Chewie finally got his medal, and. Uh, oh, and then, okay, so then they're all happy, and then um, back on Tatooine, Ray or Ray goes back to Tatooine, back to the old um, Skywalker homestead. Um, I guess it would should be the, like, Owen, the Lars homestead, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and she um, was like, an old lady comes by. And it's like, who are you? I'm Ray Palpatine Skywalker. Rose Dawson. (laughs) And then she looks at two sons. (laughs) There you go. I think that's more or less it. All right. Um, All right. So let's do it. Our longest and definitely not least convoluted. Summary of all. All right. Well, let's do this how we normally do this. Let's go around and just say what we just the first brief initial like our gut feelings about the movie. Just go around the circle real fast. Uh, who wants to start? Someone start. You, Chewy. You saw. You no, saw. I, I don't want to start. <clears throat> no one wants to start. Um, Vince, you start. All right. So like, I had at least like a moderately and emphasis on moderate here like lukewarm opinion before we did our 20 minute summary just now and like man just thinking about it like god this movie is such a nightmare from a story standpoint that i don't think i i can handle it i I, in the movie if you if when i shut my brain off and was just watching images pass by when i wasn't processing them like from an intellectual standpoint i thought these were pleasant enough but now that my brain has decided to start working i despise what i've seen it gets everywhere mm-hmm. all right fair ryan um okay p- building off what vince has <laughs> the the platter he's built we can build on that little platter we're, we're building platters we're building Ooh. platters um mine's got cheese on it yeah. so i'm gonna add some 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 nuts and little little stone fruit in wait wait movie. aside real quick if you make a cheese platter like for a fancy party are you building it like is that the word do you construct a cheese platter well if oh, you oh, buy I... cheese and say you buy blocks of cheese and then you cut it up and then place it onto the platter yourself then yes if you're to just you're... go out and buy a platter that already oh, had cheese, appropriate okay yeah, so... I, w- I wouldn't i wouldn't maybe that wouldn't maybe be my first verb even though it is the word i chose okay maybe so... like you know create <laughs> build or synonymous spawn so so ryan Um, if i can help you uh, (laughs) if 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 vince has built this cheese platter you're gonna add some ham on it why don't you go ahead and add some ham to that i think i think what you'll yeah i'm gonna well people can add meat after um but i i'm not ready for the meat so I'm just gonna add. Uh, it's we're, it's a charcuterie board. I think is where we're going with this, Ooh, right? Yeah, I yeah, know what you're like, like, like a like a lunchable. Yeah. Um... 
<laughs> the original charcuterie. Yeah. Uh, next time I go to a fancy restaurant, yes, can I have an adult lunchable, please? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm adding the nuts and the little stone fruit. Um, uh, I have no idea what I was going to say about the movie. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, the the story was a complete, uh, you know, in mess for the most part. But I think. I, I can't wait to dig into all the stupid, just stupid, stupid things in this movie. Um, but I think there are a lot of redeeming or enjoyable qualities to the film that I also want to discuss. But I think for me, this, I, what I'm hoping to get out of the end of this review for me is, am I still a Star Wars fan? And I have, <laughs> I, I have these, I'm weighing my options. It just depends on what the charcuterie board ends up with at the end of today. Well, all right then. Um, sure, I'll go. Um, I was sad when I left the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, dysfunctional. I have a friend who basically described it in one more dysfunctional. I think that's (laughs) pretty accurate. Um, and that in of itself isn't what makes me sad, but I think the way it in such a way that I still can't quite understand just from a basic functional viewpoint, how much they seem to react, have a short-term memory react to supposedly what fans wanted and how much they just seem to undermine and care very little about what previous films the most notable being Last Jedi, but not limited to that, seem to want to set up or say about Star Wars or about this world and about these characters and just completely just like crash, just just kind of crash the plane into into a, a wreckage that... A bog. Like played the Star Wars music. <laughs> and so people are like, oh, it's Star Wars because it's playing the Star Wars music. That's my take. Chewie? Um... My initial reactions, I've seen it twice now. Uh, My initial reactions, I think, can be best described by the word perplexed. Um, I definitely left the theater confused, and I definitely thought there was... I was pretty on the fence about it. Um, There were a lot of really dumb, inexplainable things that happened in the movie, but there were a lot of things in the movie that I liked, so I was pretty pretty mixed, leaning slightly towards I liked it. Um, I watched it a second time, and now I'm fully on the I liked it side. So um, I th- I would probably compare this to like Dark Knight Rises, where it's I think the worst of the three of this trilogy. It doesn't function as a functional plot for the most part, but I think I like it as an ending. And I don't know, I liked it a lot. I think the second viewing, going in, I had already made peace with a lot of the more confusing and. Um, sillier aspects of the story i also caught a lot more throwaway line setups for things that didn't make sense on my first viewing which isn't good writing but i went oh okay they did address that so i don't know i think i'm sitting at a place where i'm fine with it i like it there you go yeah wow well that's surprising um but uh cool well we'll get into it um well i i I, let's say (laughs) let's start out with the positives then because um yeah, I, I don't know where the conversation will go, but at least let's start it out on the positive. What did we? What are the things we liked about it? All right, I got two things. Um, visually, 
It is an impressive looking movie. I would say that J.J. Abrams is a is a competent action director. The action was easy to understand. Lightsaber fights were well choreographed and filmed. Uh, the acting, I would say, the acting was was pretty good all around. Um, I would say from like the core group, meaning like Ray, Kylo, uh, Poe, and Finn. I would say our core four. I mean, they were all in top form. I enjoyed seeing them on the screen, and they all were charismatic in their own ways. I would say that Ray, the least so. Poe and Poe and Finn, I would say, are probably the most charismatic, and they continued that in this film. And for me, that's about it. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Move along. Move along. <laughs> uh, yeah, the visuals I thought were, were good, and like I like the word competent action director because, yeah, that, that perfectly describes it. It's nothing over-the-top impressive. It wasn't anything I'll remember as standout. Like, I don't think there's any action scene or, or um, you know, uh, space battle scene that was particularly rememberable um, but it was all you know cohesive it wasn't like I, I knew that bad guys were fighting good guys and as long as I understood that I think I was I was <laughs> you know it, it did its job um, so it, but there wasn't anything like visually stunning that I, I'm gonna remember exactly like whereas I, I you know the other two films I, th- <clears throat> I think there certainly was um, uh, but anyway I, to add on to the things I liked I, I think my favorite scene was the Han Solo return to talk to his son. And in that, I thought that was a, a true, genuine, emotional scene in the film that was otherwise completely devoid of soul or heart. Um, but, well, at least from my perspective, I didn't feel like there was a lot of emotional connection for me. And the emotional connections that they had, they had set up in the previous films, they washed away or reverse course, nullifying the previous two films' like buildup for those. Um, mm-hmm. But that scene, I think that scene actually did have a good payoff that started in episode six, uh, seven. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I think also I liked that scene because it was somewhat I don't know, surprising is a bold word, but it was unexpected for sure, especially because I think everyone assumed Luke was going to come back. But I don't know if anyone was even thinking about Harrison Ford coming back. So that was cool. And I did think that it was actually heartfelt, like. Like you said, one of the few moments yeah. where it actually felt emotionally authentic and like resonated with me and kind of actually tapped into some of the character stuff, uh, the few and far between that was in this movie. Um, so I like that. I liked, I mean, I, I agree. I think the acting, like you said, Vince, was actually one of the strong suits. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's mainly because it, we're inevitably going to do this, but so I'll just kind of basic, you know, broach the subject now compare this to the prequels. Um, but one of the reasons why I still think this is better than the prequels and why those films are in some ways like almost unwatchable is because the acting, yeah. at least in this, the acting though, is they're still captivating. Well, they're still engaging characters. The actors are clearly, you know, energetic and into it. They're, they're not just standing in a room reciting words and not to, be mean to a little kid but jake lloyd is not watchable yeah but he's only uh, in 33 percent of the of the series at least uh yeah well any case though so i think the acting definitely carried a lot of it for me um in terms of at least keeping it watchable um 
couple small things that I think is just worth mentioning. I I did actually. I thought I liked the um, the Luke raising the X wing thing. I thought it was as as unsubtle as it was. It was one of the more subtle things in this film. So I at least appreciate like, all right, well, this isn't really subtle, but comparatively it is. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked things. There was some humor that I think worked for me in this film. Um, so a couple moments that were actually kind of funny got a chuckle out of me. I love the uh, the idea of all of the characters being together for a lot of this film. I, we'll get into, <laughs> I, I don't think it delivered on that, but I think I like the setup for that. And I really like the opening scene between Poe and Ray. I thought that was awesome, that the, the conflict they had there. And they're just like at each other's throats. And that would have been great to see for the rest of the movie. But it was great there. Um, yeah. And, rest of the series, honestly. Uh, I wish they had built that up in the second yeah, one. Think, yeah, that's true. It would have been great for the entire series. And as it was kind of jokingly at the end of the last movie, they just meet each other for the first time. So we didn't ever get that opportunity. Right. Um, so it was it was like fun to see that like glimpse of what could have been in, in that scene. Um, I liked, what else? I liked the idea of Leia being trained, having been trained by Luke we'll get into some of the issues I had with how it was executed in the film, but I liked these ideas that they kind of touched on. I liked the, uh, that they continued the Ray and um, Kylo connection. Um, one of the few things they actually kept from the last film. I, I liked that that was still a thing. Um, what else? And there's other things I'm sure I'll, that'll come up and I'll mention, but those were some of the things that stood out to me is like, okay, those are things I genuinely, enjoyed or got some pleasure out of that well based on my summary you could tell didn't quite redeem it for me but at least like i said made it watchable it's it's still better than the prequels in my mind so i don't know what that says but uh matt well you like? i'll start by agreeing with you i I've, I've been hearing a lot of people who are raging against this movie that it's worse than the prequels i think that's crazy um yeah i still i still think that it we you know it, it's maintained the the cinematography level the practical effects the the acting is better i still think that this is a solid entry into into this trilogy um unlike whoever said it before i do think that there was some really memorable set pieces that are going to stick with me that stuck with me after my first. And I got excited for when I watched it again. Um, particularly, I really liked the opening with the light speed jumping as much as it doesn't make sense and establishes it isn't, uh, does, doesn't make sense. I thought that was a really fun set piece that like, Oh wow, what's going to happen here? I, you know, it, I thought that was exciting. Um, I loved the look of the, the, uh, Sith planet. Um, I, I, as goofy as it was, I loved the, the zombie emperor on the Gladys arm. I th- I love that. I, th- I, I think I it's did fantastic. I like the visual of that. Yeah. I like I, the, the cool visual crane of the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is one of those things where like they established at the beginning of the movie, like, look, he's alive. Get over it. And I'm, I'm wanting to, the first time through, I'm like, I wanted to be like, no, tell me how he's alive. But then like, isn't, doesn't he come back to, to the life like four or five times in the original EU, like through goofy alchemy, wacky methods i mean i'm not as well versed as you guys are but 
the emperor being resurrected yeah, is i a... think he comes in the yeah i think in expanding i know he comes back at least once or twice or at least if not him then a, like a clone of him or right. something comes back in some of the books and stuff yeah i mean i liked the visual of it i really like the emperor i i always have i he's one of my favorite characters i love the actor for him um so i and i i loves the visual of his it kind of mirrors the star story with the throne but i love the big this big temple with these like weird shadowy creatures in this ritual um i thought that was really cool um and yeah i thought a lot of the action sequences were tight and they were fun um and i like how they expanded on uh well they touched on some of the expanded lore from recent star wars stuff jedi having different powers um you know they, they talk a little little bit about that in the cartoons and some of the newer books i've read but I, oh and in mandalorian i i knew there was a reason why they dropped that episode seven early is because they they mentioned the healing thing which has already been mentioned in other stuff but uh they were like look we know a lot of people are watching mandalorian so let's just show this is a real thing um i actually haven't watched the new episode uh, well there you go i've heard that's okay i don't need to know how it happens i just know now it does yeah but uh yeah i mean goofier weird lesser known force powers are established in other media and i like that in the mainstream movies they're they finally got to some of the weirder force powers. I liked how surreal some of the sequences with uh, Ray and Kylo when they're on the whatever planet to wipe see through PO's memory. Like when she's in his quarters and he's out on the town. I thought that was how it switched back and forth and there are objects going back. I, I don't know. I thought that was neat. It was cool visuals. It was fun. And like Sean, like you said, how they expanded on that from the last movie. Uh, which, yeah, was one of the few things that they actually doubled down on in this movie from the last one. I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. The action sequence was really fun, and I, I, yeah, I like the performances. I like all the characters. I like that we got more screen time with our core three. So, yeah. Oh, that's... There you go. <clears throat> Who hasn't... Is that everybody? Sure. So, yeah. Um, well, there you go. We all liked it. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing right. else to say, right? Well, I kind of uh, can I get can I touch on a subject that was kind of brought up by uh, you, Chewie? Sure. Um, the whole idea about people saying that like that this makes the prequels look better, or that like the prequels are somehow like better by comparison. I think if you were to look at these film like the two separate trilogies, the prequel trilogy and this trilogy, and the main problems that they have they almost fall on like completely different sides of the spectrum in terms of what their problems are. Like I would say the prequels at least do a somewhat adequate job of foreshadowing and and staying outside of the midichlorians, staying true to like the mythology of Star Wars in a way where it feels like this trilogy they didn't have they th- because they had a different director who kind of changed things around with the last Jedi, it didn't feel like this had a cohesive point a point b point c finish line from start to finish it just felt like this plot with palpatine especially this last movie things were just kind of decided at this very last movie how are we going to wrap this up we have to do it in one movie after a movie in the last jedi kind of left us with no plot points to go off of we have to now figure out how we're going to do it we're at least in the prequel trilogy it felt like it was establishing things as bad as those movies are from an acting and visual standpoint, and of course they are. The mythology, it felt like, at least stayed consistent. I will agree with you about the points with the sequel trilogy about it feeling like it's not a, it's not a clearly defined ABC three act, you know, trilogy 
But I will disagree with you about the prequels. I think that they it doesn't it also doesn't feel like it has a focused ABC. I think that I mean I've actually told people who've never watched Star Wars skip Phantom Menace. Nothing important happens in it, and you can skip that movie and it and start with Attack of the Clones. As bad as that movie is, as and let me repeat, as bad as that movie is, um, <laughs> it, it that the the prequels waste a lot of time. The advantage that this this trilogy has is that they're watchable, they're entertaining. Like, and it's because I think, and we were talking about this at our dinner before Cats, but um, but it's because this has like good script writing and good characters and characters that we like and can actually act like people instead of weird robots in front of CG backgrounds. Like, I to to an extent, like we were saying, like maybe the plot isn't as important if you are enjoying your time with these characters. So, I don't know. Something yeah, to consider. I mean, I also would dis- disagree with the idea that like um, the sequel trilogy is it doesn't have a central. I mean, I, I agree now that the climax has come out that it doesn't seem to, but I think there's a a point A to point B that is established and mm-hmm. works from Force Awakens: to Last Jedi, and then it falls apart. And now you could say that's because there wasn't clear communication between the filmmakers or whatever, that's fine. But I'm just saying, I don't think that it means the entire path is broken. I just think the last journey is broken. And I was been thinking about it. And to me, you know what the, like, it reminds me of improv. And if you guys know anything about improv or whatever, are you saying uh, yes? And well, not just that, (laughs) but the idea that when you're doing improv, you kind of are approaching a scenario and you kind of have your own ideas of what you want to do in mind, right? Mm-hmm. And you project those out or you play those out, but you're all working towards a goal. You all like the goal is not to, I'm telling my story and this is the story we're telling that that is bad improv. That's bad teamwork. That's bad collaboration. You project or you present these whatever scenarios and these characters that you have, and then you play off of what other people are doing and uh, collectively you're building towards something a better story something interesting something funny that you're all working towards you don't smash down other people yeah that's... this movie felt like the michael scott from the office episode where he's doing improv you know what you, is... even if jj abrams didn't love what ryan johnson did with the last jedi you don't smash it down that is so disrespectful and awful yeah i'm yeah. just like every level you know what i and this might sound crazy but i'm just gonna say it I think this trilogy needed more George Lucas. Not necessarily I, from a directorial perspective, from an idea perspective, because I'm not saying... I don't even... I, I, I'm not going to say George... I, I think I get what you're saying, and I kind of agree, in the sense of it It feels like it needed like some someone, a figurehead, some... some, yes. some like, I was surprised after watching this movie, realizing like, oh... There was no one really making the calls on this. Yeah. Like, and that was really surprising. To yeah. Me. yeah I mean, I, you I, say what nope. you will about The Last Jedi, but at least they gave Ryan Johnson complete creative control to do his own thing. Like, yeah. if it was its own standalone movie, it, and maybe maybe that's what Ryan Johnson should have done in the Star Wars universe, is his own kind of like Rogue One or some other kind of one-off movie where he doesn't have to lead it into another story. Right. Um, yeah, I think, and Sean, what you're saying, you know, it needed a Kevin Feige. It didn't need to be George Lucas, but it yes, needed to have right, a figurehead exactly. steering the ship because you look over at MCU, they did what, 26 movies? 
and they were yeah, still all different directors, all, different yeah. writers, and mm-hmm. yeah, different directors, different writers, different genres, different styles, different voices in the characters and the directing, but they all were mapped out and steered towards a goal, and they did that with dozens of movies. You would think that they'd be able to do this with three, also considering it's like the most important franchise ever. So yeah. I mean, yeah, right? That was I guess like you... what you said. Perplexed, I think, Chewie, you said that, and yeah. yeah, that's that is part that is the bulk of like what has left me so confused. It's just like the logistics of how that could happen from just like a if you're an executive, if you're Kathleen Kennedy, if you're whoever, <laughs> right? You're like, do they not talk to each other? Like when you're Ryan Johnson or you're JJ Evans and you're writing your script, and if you talk, to, if you read interviews, they say they collaborated or they let each other know. But when you watch these films, it doesn't seem like they did. Yeah, I, I was. I saw, no a, I, I saw a series of tweets from Jenny Nicholson after she got out of the movie, and she said, I just watched it. Why was it like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, it's funny. You're talking about like the filmmakers coordinating activities. I remember you are the one who actually convinced me that – because I was very nervous about um, this movie reversing course on a lot of the things I loved about Last Jedi. And we kind of, there's, I think we, there's a little debate in our backyard or our parents' backyard anyway. Mm-hmm. And Sean, you were like, what, what you get, look, you guys, these, these people are millionaire professionals working oh, at the top of their career in Hollywood. Yeah. There's no way they're not talking to each other and coordinating all these activities, whatever that Ryan Johnson's setting up. Tr- don't worry. JJ Abrams will deliver on it. Yeah. And like, it'll all make sense. But after this, it's like, Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, I will, I was I will never trust anything wrong. Sean says ever again. I know. I know. I, I, Sean, you, you're to fault I to blame for. Yep. I mean, Sean, like, what is you that ruined even, Star Wars. What does that even mean? I mean, because if you look at this movie, it feels like it was, you know, a four-hour movie that they had to chop an hour and a half off of into the in the editing room. Characters were left behind. Like that one character that Poe kind of has like a romantic interest in that she never takes off her mask, and it's like there had to have been much more that was left on the editing floor with that character in in all of those cases i my cynical side is just saying okay we we visited more planets than we ever do in a a star wars film and we're introducing all these characters which means look at all the possibilities for books and games and more like stuff that's that was the cynical side of me i'm not saying that's why they did those things but it's hard not to take that perspective and go, well, they just introduced this character so we could have another character to have an entire whatever well, about. Well, Sean, well, Sean you don't... I, I, uh, uh, I was going to say, yeah, there's a cynical element to that, and I don't disagree with that, but the way that I kind of interpreted that, what you know, seeing all, these, all this stuff they crammed into this movie, to me feels like J.J. Abrams would have introduced a lot of these things sooner if he had done his second movie. Like, the idea that there's a whole colony of defecting stormtroopers is a really awesome idea, but it's something that needed to be bring, brought up sooner. Poe's backstory yeah. and his relate, him being a drug runner and having a, an ex-girlfriend is something that would have been great to bring up in a second movie. It's all these things that he's going, oh, okay, well, I still want to do all these things. I still love all these ideas, so just cram it all in here you know just throw it in the pot yeah i mean it definitely feels like he tried to fit his two movies that he would have potentially done or whatever into this one movie i mean honestly you know i would have preferred like if it just wasn't jj abrams i think it would have been it fared so much better if if they just left colin trevorrow or get another they they needed to have a third unique filmmaker it should have been a third filmmaker here 
Yeah, yeah, I think I so too, because they could have, then you wouldn't have had J.J. Abrams' preconceived what this trilogy should have been. Exactly. You could have just said, exactly. all right, this is what J.J. gave me, this is what Ryan Johnson gave me, what am I going to add to the table? How am I going to make this wrap up? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, I, I agree with that. So, you know, Sean, you're you're citing your cynicality for why all this, you know, he introduced all these new characters uh, and other, those kind of things. And Chewie, you're saying, well, it was just Abrams' visions. But those are two just justifications for things that we don't actually know what the cause was. But what we do know is what happened. And it was the introduction of a bunch of crazy adventures on planets and all these characters. But if you just look at okay why did what did these characters add to the film did yeah. did bounty hunter lady and cone face droid add anything to the film no they didn't add anything to film and yes maybe they were in, they were abram's vision for introducing them in the second film or maybe it was just a cynical cash grab and it maybe it's somewhere in between but regardless a good writer a good person performing improv sean would not have done so. Yeah. You would have yeah. picked up with what you had and, and introduced elements that made sense to introduce to the story and added value. These elements that we're being subjected to don't didn't add value. I mean, yeah. I mean, on, I mean, I think not. That... Yeah, not that they didn't add. They added zero value or 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 what have you. But did they belong in the film? Uh, no. For me, I guess. Yeah. This. I mean, it's just too many recycled ideas for me. Um, like, I get that this is the end to the Skywalker saga, which for me, I think is actually the biggest problem of this new trilogy, feeling like it needed to include nostalgia for nostalgia's sake and having all these old characters. I would have much preferred if it just had, you know, Ray, Poe, and Finn, Kylo, and it just carried on its own story, and it, it never looked back. If it killed off all the original cast in the first movie and never looked back, they forged their own path, it just, it would have, it could have done something new and interesting yeah, Left you know what? The Skywalker's I'll, behind. I'll agree with that because how exciting of a moment was it when she buries the two old lightsabers and then turns on her yellow lightsaber? Like you, you go, oh man, I want to see what she's gonna do with that thing, and then the movie ends. And now it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like it's. I I love the original Star Wars. I do, but that doesn't mean like if you stick to just that, you are going to creatively bankrupt yourself because there's only so much recycling and rewashing you can do before it gets old with these ideas, with these like themes, these concepts, including Palpatine again, keeping the Skywalker saga alive. Like just, I'm excited for it because there is going to be a new trilogy, but it's going to be another like three or four years. Let's see what they can do with a whole new idea. Well, yeah, I think I'm, I'm really hoping that the next trilogy is something else it's new republic or something i don't know i would love to see the witch planet from the clone wars cartoon or just something really out there and nothing to do with this but i yeah vince i agree and disagree with that that sentiment because it's like yeah it would have been great if they went forward and never looked back but i also kind of feel like okay good this is over <laughs> you know like have deciding you know what episode nine is going to be the end of trilogy of trilogies that's the end of the skywalker saga that is kind of freeing and in doing so, they did decide to go back and tie it to all nine movies, but now we can move forward. Now we can say, all right, we tied that up, we put a bow on it, let's do something wacky, because who cares? Let's just do yeah. crazy stuff. I mean, for better or for worse, there it, everything was still just inextricably tied to this this supposed notion that George Lucas originally had nine stories, right? Right. Like, that That's the only reason there's nine movies. It's not like something... Like, 
it's just because the collective consciousness of what Star Wars is, is we just like, no, there's supposed to be nine movies supposedly. And he wrote, you made the fourth one first and blah, blah, blah. He re- you know what I mean? Like, and, and even though George Lucas isn't even involved anymore, we're still beholden to this notion that is not, is nothing. It's, it's not actually has to do that, but we're just so used to that happening that their hands are like weirdly tied by this invisible rope that like, well, we have to finish this. And these all, if it's a nine part series, then it needs to all be united in some way. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't have had the sequel trilogy be part seven, eight and nine and tell a completely different story. Then it wouldn't be part seven, eight and nine. Then it would be parts something else, A, B and C of a completely different. So it need like, I agree that they, you know, are banking off the nostalgia and is, and is sometimes frustrating. That is if they are telling parts seven, eight and nine, they had to. They had to continue this story. I agree. They sh- probably could have done a better job, or there are ways to do it without being so obvious in their nostalgia baiting. But they had to continue this story. You, it had to be the Skywalker song. You just said exactly what I was trying to say, but so much more eloquently. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's it's the same story, so it yeah. it does have to tie in in some regards. And how do you do that after nine movies? I I think in that regard. Yeah. I'm satisfied. And that's why I compared it to Dark Knight Rises, because when I first saw that movie, I went, eh, it's weird that we're bringing back Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows and all that. That seems like a closed book, but I guess this all has to tie together. So I thought, you know, okay, it's good. I mean, I am, I'm satisfied that the saga is over. It's, I don't think satisfied is maybe not the right word, but I, it is very much like a, a relief. I could breathe aside. Similar to how I felt after Endgame, honestly, where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is done. Um, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with the film, but there is a sense of relief. <laughs> I don't know. A sense of completion yeah. and finality. Uh, completion yeah. for me, it's kind of catharsis a little bit. It's like, all right, you did what you got to do. And yeah, I felt similarly to Endgame, even though I think I probably enjoyed Endgame a little bit more, but, um, but yeah. And then Dark Knight Rises, like, well, as a movie, it's the weakest, but, um, you know, you tied it up neat and clean. There you go. It's done now, you know, so and I think that's part of the reasons why I was so on the fence about it the first time I viewed it. It's kind of like, I don't know. I'm, it's just really conflicting. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not. Well, I mean, well, there's, I mean, there's other things that I want to touch on and I think we should, sure. but there's like, I want to try to separate a little bit and how, because there's a whole swath of things that I think we could get into in terms of like, kind of just like plot hole ish questions which i i do want to kind of mention because i do think it's worth bringing some of those things up um though i don't think those are my biggest issues with the film i still have a lot of other just issues aside from those things um and so a a couple other things just in general i i i said it before but i i really dislike how much that he just they and again i'm not sure if it's abrams if it's disney if it's kathleen kennedy who whoever takes the blame i don't know but how much they undermine Last Jedi, and and mainly in regards to how they presented this idea of the Jedi and the Force and the Sith and what that means and the exciting possibility, like this idea that you know the Jedi don't own the Force. Oh, that's a that's a cool idea, and it almost seemed like they were tapping into that a little bit with Finn having Force abilities and like all this. But with the conclusion that was so rote that it was, we talked about this in actually Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom about this idea where they're like, we're, we're subverting your like expectations when the original film Jurassic Park already did something more interesting with what you're doing. And that's what happened here. Return of the Jedi already did a more, a better climax than what you're trying to do here. 
the idea of the point of the Star Wars films is not who has the biggest power bar and has force powers. It's, oh, cast off your hatred, cast away your weapons. Luke throws, literally, Luke literally throws his lightsaber away. And then in this movie, a Jedi doesn't just, just like that line is so, I hate, I, I just wanted to like punch JJM's in the face when Luke <laughs> in the force ghost scenes, like, what do you know? Jedi throws away his disrespects with a weapon like that. Like, sh- uh, uh, it was so yeah. aggravating. But anyways, um, I mean... when at the end of the scene or at the end of the movie, it doesn't, you know, Luke casts off his hatred and that's, you know, that's what ultimately is important. That's what, it's not about the Jedi killing. He doesn't go kill Darth Vader despite Obi-Wan and Yoda. Tell, like, they're awful people. You stupid idiots. It reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender. You have to go kill him, Yang. No, you don't. And and what happens at the end of this movie? Well, they just killed him. Like, okay, so you're not trying to even do what Return of the Jedi did. You're just, like, playing the most basic path forward. Like, it, 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 it just felt like a video game. I don't want a video game in my Star Wars movies. That was really well said. That was really, really well said. You're saying that that Yoda and Obi-Wan, are we talking about the original trilogy where they say that Luke has to go kill Vader? Yeah. I thought the whole point was just to confront, not necessarily to kill. I'm pretty sure they did. No, they said you have, Luke Stevens like, I can't kill my father. And they're like, well, we've already lost then. Yep. I, okay. I thought he said, I can't face him. And then he says, well, we've already lost. Oh, God, I can't remember. I can't remember. We're not quick to talk about Star Wars. I know, but like, but the whole theme, the the whole idea of like facing. Okay. But I mean, like the whole idea of facing and confronting and and killing. I mean, we can agree that those are two completely separate or or different ideas because one of them is about like Ray. They want him to kill Vader. Okay. He refuses. Well, in this one, it's more Ray confronting her fear of being a Palpatine, right? And not necessarily having to go and kill him. Because, I mean, she refuses. And so does Luke. Luke refuses to do it as well. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, okay. So, for me, what this is hitting on is, uh, in large part, why I'm conflicted about whether I'm not I'm still a Star Wars fan. Because I think we're breaching into the territory of, is this still my Star Wars? The, my Star Wars perceives Jedis as basically space monks. They're at one with the Force. Right, they a a lightsaber is a tool that sometimes needs to be used, and right, it's a sophisticated time uh, weapon for a more sophisticated time, right? And it it is a tool that they use to do their job. Whereas, and in Sean, like you said perfectly in episode six, Luke says, "No, that is not the path forward here. It, I won't. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you, Vader. Um, that's and." He ends up winning, right? That's how he ends up winning. That is yeah. how he wins. That is how Aang wins. Um, and in this movie, they completely reverse course and they say, "Oh, a, a Jedi Two is nothing without that's the answer." Yeah, yeah, they're nothing with their, without their lightsaber. Yeah. And in fact, they they push that message so hard it completely, like I said, it it it, com- it contradicts my perception of what a Jedi is. She can't beat him with one cyber. With one lightsaber, oh well, she gets two lightsabers, and now she's the ultimate power in the universe. Like, and <laughs> now furthermore, I have two guns. I, I, okay, <laughs> Chewie, I was gonna say that, and I when I saw that part in the movie, I was just like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Chewie about this. Scene. I thought, okay, now Ryan, I've achieved I, I my true the, form. Ryan, I gotta hug you next time I see you. I thought the yeah. exact same thing the first time. I'm I so, I'm so guns. glad you thought that. <laughs> two guns. For me, and I, I think. If, one last little thing on that. Mm-hmm. Ren, Ren, who is shown to be an extremely powerful force user and just 
overall martial capable person mm-hmm. can't, can't do anything against the Knights of Ren, who I don't even know who they are. It doesn't matter. He's easily defeated by them, but once he gets a lightsaber, he completely destroys them. I would have loved, 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 loved to see a scene where he defeats them all through he's now one with the Force. He is a light side Force user. He's totally Zen. He fights them all with his eyes closed and just completely punches them and disables them. Doesn't even have to kill them. Just completely knocks them out, disables them without the use of his lightsaber. Instead, yeah. what do they do? He yeah. he teleports oh, his light bro- and murders like, all of them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Weird example, what is, but... Uh, like there's what, a lack what, of creativity in all of yeah. these things. Like, there's, what, like, opportunities here. Like, oh, that would have been... All, like, can you imagine the final climax of a, of, a, of a Star Wars film? And, oh my god, he's not even using a lightsaber? This is fantastic. This right? is, like, I'm... Whoa, that's crazy. Remember, right, guys, it, it, I think contr- the Empire Strikes Back is the only reason any of us like Star Wars. The rules it establishes about the Force <laughs> and the ideas that it presents, nothing else has really like matched that in any way, and none of the ideas have ever really matched it. So, and, Vince, I'm really glad you... Sorry to interrupt No, go ahead, bit. but you're glad it, I said so that. So I'm, I'm really, really, really glad you said that, because that's kind of where I was going. In terms of what I consider my Star Wars, what... what I own of the franchise and to say I own like that's my heart right Star Wars is a part of me that's my ownership of it is centered around uh, Empire Strikes Back I remember as a kid staying home from school because we were on the year round track or whatever and watching that movie on VHS that we had recorded from the TV on repeat I don't know how many times and that is I think well obviously the other two films too but i think that's really where i got my deep-seated love of star wars and i remember building legos of the ships and all these things before they actually had the lego sets this is just you know me and my toolbox or lego box and that is engendered this love of star wars and the lore established in that film about what it means to be a jedi what is the force comes from that movie and almost in both directions prequels and post sequels whatever they're called yeah. have kind of been disingenuous towards that. That yeah, the introduction of Metachlorians, this film, this most the, recent film that is. And I, one of the reasons I loved Last Jedi so much is because I felt like it was returned to that in terms of the lore and the mythology, but an innovative yeah. storytelling and a different structure, whereas, in, by contrast, A Force Awakens was just a return to the old form. Does okay. that make sense? So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, and, and yeah. I think that I want, I just, what I'm tr- the reason I'm talking so much right now is to kind of get you guys hopefully in my headspace or heart space in terms of where I am as a fan of this beloved franchise that I've grown up with. Again, it's a part of me. But perhaps I, I need to say, you know what? Star Wars is going in a different direction, and it's not a direction I care to follow. And I think that's okay. I think as fans, we have to be kind of okay with that. If you recall that, that Batman book um, – the the Cape Crusader or the the narr- you know the, the author's talking about you know Batman's gone through so many different evolutions in its almost hundred year history and you know what not every generation of, or iteration form that Batman has taken was for everyone and sometimes fans had to let that go yeah they get upset and that's why we have fans and nerds here's, and all this here's stuff what and that's here's fine. what I'd like to say Ryan I hear what go you're ahead. saying I feel like because I think me and you are very similar in what draws us into Star Wars. I would say all four of us really are. Maybe we, it, it differs slightly in different ways, but I feel like all of us, we know, I mean, and again, this is opinion, but we know good Star Wars when we see it. We know Star Wars that is true to its Empire Strikes Back kind of mythology building. I think 
when we see it. Um, the Mandalorian, I feel like, is at least a is a fun Star Wars adventure that doesn't directly contrast those ideas. I mean, it doesn't necessarily expand on them a whole lot, but it doesn't directly contrast them. It feels like it fits into the universe without betraying it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I feel like everything we've gotten from... Man, I mean, this this last movie, I don't want to necessarily say that it betrays it, but it makes me question a lot of it, more I mean, so. It, 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 I don't think it's a matter of... To me, it's not a, as, as drastic as that. And to me, it, like, it... If it did betray it, like if it was purposely setting out to like undermine those things, in some weird way, it would almost be somehow more like I could respect that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it'd be more interesting. To me, this is like they didn't even bother. They don't understand it and they don't care to understand it. That's not, it wasn't even like a concern in turn. Like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. She trained in the force and Which, now she could I, use a lightsaber. I hear you, Sean. Get, that's what you get it. She beats the bad guy now, right? Um, and, and that that's what it was more frustrating to me is that it was just just like the most surface level understanding, not even understanding. Not I mean, if, <clears throat> as much as it is important as a cultural influence on all of us, it's still, you know, a movie. It's a whatever. It's a piece of entertainment. But so by understanding, I don't mean it like, well, here's study the ancient Jedi text, uh-huh. but an understanding from a filmmaking and story perspective, like it just felt like they didn't even bother putting in time to, like I said, to do anything creative with it. Like, what does this truly mean? If, if we're reaching this climax, what do we want to say about these themes that have been explored for the last eight movies? And what do we want to say about, and, and I left this movie and it didn't say anything. It didn't say anything at all. Like it, no. it, it, you know, whatever. It, we're all binary that like that's their that's the takeaway like i don't know it just it, it just seemed like a, a nothing sandwich see but that's the uh. thing is what i'm saying is this movie felt the most out of any of the star wars films like it was uh controlled by the disney corporation on how it was going to play out they didn't want they didn't try to succeed as a movie they just tried not to fully mess it up if that makes sense. It's like, it's trying not to uh, lose. It's not trying to win. It's just trying not to lose. They felt like they might have divided some fans with The Last Jedi based off of some negative backlash that they got. And so this one was just like, all right, we just got to try to do what we can. We got to play it safe and appease the fans. What are the fans like? They like classic Star Wars images. They like, we're going to bring Palpatine back. We're going to bring back Lando. He's the last surviving of the original cast. We got to bring him back. We're going to do fun Star Wars things. It just felt like that was their focus when they're going into this. And that's what yeah, made I mean, it so I, disappointing. I, I, yeah, I think also, too, is like, again, whether it's Abrams or what, because in so much of this film, it also feels to undermine even what was happening in Force Awakens. Like, if you go back and watch Force Awakens, Force Awakens, it's a, like it's a slow, meticulous film at the beginning. There's long shots where it takes its time. You're establishing these themes with these characters, and you're, like, you're building this world. You're building as much as it's laying on the shoulders of what we know of Star Wars, and it's following the same maybe plot beats and stuff. It's it's still a it it's there's art and craft in each one of the shots and the scenes and it's establishing a mood and like she's on Jakku and she's exploring these ships and you don't quite know it's kind of mysterious and it's a while before you get to know her name and it's like oh this is a slow this is a film I understand this is a film there was no element of those types of things in this movie for me there was fast paced 
I'm not saying that as a purely good or bad thing. It was just a matter of fact, like we're just going to throw stuff on screen. We're not going to, it was 25 minutes before it even slowed down. The first 25 yeah. minutes, I was just like, geez, just stop. Just yeah. stop. So do you think like, that this movie, care. do you think this movie could have been saved based off what they shot just in editing alone? I think it would have been, yeah, I think there was definitely a better movie in there for sure. I think yeah. there's definitely a better movie in there. Um, how, even with what ironic. I saw, you could shave off half an hour of like things, and I think I could even imagine a better film. Isn't that kind of uh, hilariously ironic, though? The first movie is saved because of editing, and the last one is destroyed because of a lack of editing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the sole reason, but yeah, maybe. Um, but I wanted to go back to what, Ryan, you were asking in terms of, you know, are you still a Star Wars fan stuff? And I thought about this, too. I think, to me, the easy answer, well, it's not easy, but... I because we've been prevented we've been presented this scenario already <laughs> like well, nothing else the prequels have already shown that like yeah I'm still a Star Wars fan like I, it's not quite the same but I know that like as much as and I dislike the prequels I am now able to understand it as this part of the Star Wars universe I'm not ignoring it I'm not like like just being a jerk and like those don't exist i'm you know like i get it they exist whatever i don't like them it's part of the star wars universe but it hasn't changed my love for what i you know what i still consider star wars likewise with this i, I we'll see in time if that actually holds up but i don't like this movie but it doesn't change i don't think how i feel generally about star wars i don't know i don't think anyway well, I we'll think, see yeah that's i'm glad you were able to win because it yeah, I think, and I've been asking, my, it's not, this isn't the first time I've asked myself that question. I, th You know, the, yeah. I think the prequels, and I, I remember talking to a close friend of mine after the the third film was released of the prequels, and we're talking about Star Wars, and he's just kind of looking at me like, wait, you're still a Star Wars fan? How can you still be a Star Wars fan after the prequels? And I, I actually kind of yeah. took a step back, and I was like, well, actually, that's a good point. I mean, if 50% of the films are just absolute rubbish, wh why I, is it because I believed in the original films enough to believe that that's outweighs you know the good outweighs the bad sort of thing um and I mean, you know there's so much other content out there so exactly. it's star wars is more than the films and you know but i think it's it is more than just the films right it's 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 mm -hmm. the enterprise of star wars what does the enterprise of star wars mean today and for me maybe i'm wrong but for me what Star Wars is now, it's fan service and it's a money making enterprise. It is no longer a creative passion project. That, that And that is just my perception of the enterprise of Star Wars right now. That doesn't mean all content being created in the Star Wars universe or the EU is of that mindset or, or what have you, but I, ju I just, I, it's, it's just a lack, it, it's, it comes down to like belief. Do I believe in the franchise? Maybe that's the way to put it. And I mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm. and I think I'm getting to the the point where I don't. If yeah. I'm not right, I mean, there. it's hard when like the 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 last film in a saga is, you know, one one of the weaker ones. I mean, that that doesn't leave like a great yeah. taste in your mouth. I mean, it's one of the reasons yeah. why you know Game of Thrones for me was disappointing is because it certainly didn't save its best for last in terms of storytelling. Uh, I mean, yeah, and it, it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. But I mean, yeah, and it's a question I've had to ask. And I, I, I'm sorry, Chewie, that I'm bringing Game of Thrones into this. But I mean, they it, they're kind of similar in the way that like the plots for the last movie last season. I mean, it, they kind of just felt 
like they were rushing things a bit just to kind of get it over with or to kind of like move things along and it can leave a bitter taste in your mouth but then you have to ask yourself like was the journey worth a somewhat disappointing destination and i would still say yes it's just i have to kind of personally get over the fact that i wasn't necessarily satisfied with it that's all sure and, and that's I, I agree but i think well, at least what i'm trying to get at is it, it's not this film that that was yeah. the make or break point it it's an overall belief in the enterprise and yeah this film did leave a bitter taste in my mouth but like i said i've been asking this question for a while whereas game of thrones yeah i think we agree it didn't end as strongly as it could have and therefore maybe a bitter taste in my mouth but i still believed in the franchise and i still do i guess you know um whereas star wars now i i don't because i don't believe that the people behind it are acting with the best of artistic intention yeah well it's hard to do when you're that like the biggest like everybody knows what star wars is now like literally every person on the planet it's too big for its own good from a creativity standpoint yeah, I don't disagree. Um, well, actually, I mean, too, you actually didn't weigh in. How do you feel? I mean, you liked it more than the rest of us, but how do you feel just in terms of it changing your opinion of Star Wars as a whole, if at all? Um, this trilogy uh, redeemed Star Wars for me uh, because after the prequels, I said, I guess I'm not a Star Wars fan anymore. So it's actually it's mm -hmm. actually the opposite. And yeah, I do think that this was the weakest of this new trilogy, but I, I can't, Ryan, I can't remember if it was you or Sean that was talking about the Batman analogy. But I wholeheartedly believe that. I think Star Wars... You were talking about that. No, 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 no. Oh, the ba Batman over the years. No, 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 no. Batman over the years. Oh, 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 oh. sorry, about... sorry, sorry. Not, sorry. not yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about how Batman has had so many different iterations. Yeah. It's evolved through the decades. It's become different things yeah. to different people. I look at this trilogy and I look at the responses from different age groups. You know, people who were fans in the 70s when it came out. People who are more our age. And then I look at, like, people who are younger than me. Especially really little kids. Like... They seem to really be responding to this new trilogy. And this trilogy might not be what made Star Wars magical for us in the first place, but it's establishing, you know, it's it's a next generation. And I appreciate that because I would rather that, and if it means that we get a somewhat weaker movie in one of these trilogies, fine. I would rather that the series keep going and that young kids and newer generations still find joy and their own magic in this series like we did when we were kids and if that means that it's it doesn't have the same magic that it had for us the original trilogy still exists and i can watch that whenever i want and the prequel trilogy i can pretend that it doesn't exist whenever i want <laughs> so yeah that's that's exactly. kind of that's kind of where i'm at right there star wars is and again this is not it's not anything new i mean star wars has always been a giant mega money-making franchise the old eu there was so much to it that you had to sift through. Mm -hmm. And some people will swear by the Thrawn trilogy. And some people will swear by the original comic series or this series or this or this or this piece of media. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's whatever it Star Wars is for you is what it is for you. I, I think, I don't know. It's, it's not enough to ruin anything or to undo anything for me. You know, I'm at the point where, yeah, my Star Wars was the original trilogy. I like this one enough and... The next generation seems to really like it a lot, so I let it be what it is. It's it's fine. Yeah, I mean, again, Skywalker, like, Star Wars after this is no longer stuck in its nine-part Skywalker box. So yes. I really would base my opinion off of where it, the possibilities for the Star Wars future off of what I see from the next film. Like, if this next film takes it in, ex in an exciting new direction, it would certainly 
reboost my my hope and my love for Star Wars, just seeing something new and exciting. I can put this to rest now. Let's see what else they got. So I'm not going to give up on Star Wars yet. I mean, I, I, can't, I personally just don't think I ever could because it's just too intrinsic and it's it's embedded in my DNA now. Star Wars, just growing up with it. So let's see where it goes from here. You never know. I love The Mandalorian and yep. it's, you know, let's and see I, what else they can do. I haven't seen a lot of the extended universe stuff, but like for an example, the... Um the uh the book that was the the clone wars uh story about ventress um i'm trying to remember the name of the book but um but that book is the only piece of star wars media that has made me cry for instance there's nothing that has happened in any of the movies that's even got mm-hmm. me to that emotional level um so i again there's there are different emotions and different things to be found in all these different corners of this massive fictional universe i it's just kind of at the end of the day, I can write this movie off and say, you know what? I enjoyed it enough. That's fine with me. That's all right. <clears throat> so, uh, Cool. Well, um, I wanted to start touching on a handful of specific things sure. um, plot-wise. and just I, Because we haven't actually even talked about um, the two biggest things. Well, we talked about a little bit about Palpatine. But I wanted to get more of your guys' take on that. But then also, more importantly, the Ray. Um, raised parentage um and just off the bat i'm gonna say i actually i, I mean i as much as i actually do i do hate that ray is a palpatine i think that it 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 it, it destroys my soul on every level um <laughs> but it could be worse and so once i just like okay well i'm glad she's not a skywalker i guess um but uh yeah i i think it 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 is like you just said chewy it doesn't ruin my childhood i think that's thrown, that term is thrown around too much so I'm not going to say that, but I do think it shows a complete lack of just any sort of understanding. Like, so basically Star Wars is, oh yeah, you have to be born into importance and no one else in the universe is important unless you're by blood, um, which I think is silly. But beyond that, just Ray's character, it completely undermines at the end of the film when she's like, I'm not, I'm a Skywalker. She's not bound by her blood. She's not binding herself to what her parentage. Yeah. You know what? You did that already two movies ago. You did yeah. that in the last two movies. We as an audience already know that. So this has no cathartic arc to it. This is a wasted character arc. It means nothing. You're trying to have it both ways movie. You're yeah. trying to tell us that like she's important and she's fighting in her blood, but that the blood doesn't matter. So she makes it like what it, and it ends up being a mess when we've already had, you had an answer on a platter for you. You not even on a platter. It was established. You had to go out of your way to make something that, well, some people didn't like was already answered. And it just speaks to this idea to me where the film is so reactive. I've never seen a film that I could think of that is so reactive and it's so strange to me. Other than and the, Sonic the stuff is oh wait, well, yeah, and, and well yeah, so I guess cats. Now that cats, we're, we're going to save, we'll save that. Comes, but, but also, yeah, yeah, also, yeah, Sean, that. while you were doing that, you said the word platter. I was trying to sneak in a, yeah. a lunchables joke, but you didn't give me the opportunity. So <laughs> I know I was going to say. too, but he was on a roll. And yeah, I, didn't, I know I, didn't I, had to, I had to roll. let him go. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Since I was on a ranting roll, what? But yeah, what do you guys think about the Palpatine? I will. I will say, yeah, I am kind of split in. I agree with you, and then on the other side, I will say, okay, yeah, the fact that she is related to someone of importance is annoying but i also can interpret it in the way that like she is because she's descendant of this evil this terrible darkness you know it to me expands on the ending of last jedi in that 
well, anybody could be a Jedi no matter where you come from, which, like, I think is important in my life experiences where you say, like, well, it doesn't matter what your previous generations are or who, who they are. You kind of make your you kind of forge your own way forward. So and if it, and to me, the importance of the emperor is like he's the most evil dude, like all like anywhere in recorded history. So if you can rise above <laughs> that, if you can rise above that and become a Jedi of all things, then like anybody can become anything no matter what their origins are so i don't know i think that's my reading of it but i also agree I, with what you're I saying guess, too. But it, yeah i mean i i just explained all my thoughts yeah. so i won't rehash them but yeah ryan vince what do you think? uh i agree on with sean i i absolutely hated that she was a palpatine i mean the fact that palpatine was the antagonist of the film it, it would be hard almost kind of like it would be hard not to make her related you know right. what i mean like i would have preferred yes I, I hate that she's a palpatine and and i also hate that palpatine was the enemy in this film the villain and i would have preferred you know just something else entirely just because this film was hot garbage but if I, I i just don't like that she was a palpatine primarily because it, it's a complete reversal and completely dis you know disrespectful to episode eight where they are establishing this new lore of Lana Davis said it the best. Um, you know, uh, not anyone can be a Jedi, but a Jedi can be anyone. Yeah. I, I, yep. I will say that on that regard, it was an obnoxious in the movie that when Kylo tells her she's a Palpatine, he almost looks at the camera and says, <laughs> we didn't lie to you. Like, yeah. like, I wasn't oh, yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah, they were nobodies. They chose to yeah. be nobodies. No, I, oh my that, god, I roll that. Yeah, you know, it almost I it would if they were gonna hated. go the Palpatine route, just reveal it and just move on. Yeah, uh, that would have actually. So I read this article. Sorry, Vince. I'll, I'll, but I, there's this quote from this AV Club article that I read that I thought I wish I had it in front of me, but. It was what it say. Oh, it's like it's like if someone rewrote the autobiograph autobiography of Usain Bolt saying Usain Bolt was the grandson of Jesse Owens, and then all the track and field fans can go, "Oh, that's why he's so good at uh, track and field. He's not a Mary Sue after all." Like that's right. what that felt like. It's just like the catering to the worst part of of toxic fan culture. I yeah. mean, not to mention the writing out of Kelly Marie Tran and like all that stuff. That's yeah. That... Another conversation. Vince, what's your take? Oh man. Okay. Well, when I found out it made me just bust up laughing because I immediately had to go to, okay. <laughs> so that means response. that Palpatine had sex with somebody. Is this after okay. he got his face? Oh no. I, I thought about that too. Oh no. Like who, who would, who would volunteer for such a position? <laughs> Well, I was trying to do the timing in my mind, too. I was like, because it's 25 years after Jedi. We don't know how old Rey's father. We established, It is established as his father. Look, either way, he was, an, he was an older dude when he got it on. It has to be. I'm just saying, do you think it was like during episode like three? Like before he became like weird, gnarly? I mean, no, it, it would have been half I mean, it's that. just... I mean, it would have to have so been after, after that. Vince, <laughs> like, Vince are so, you under the impression that ugly, old, weird-looking people don't have sex? Because I hate to break it to you, but they absolutely do. I just didn't think that it was oh, like no. it was one of his priorities. Also, I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah, that, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> his priorities. <laughs> look. All right. Look. Which look. 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 Hilarious. Number one, get it on. Number two, build Death Star. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to meet Mrs. Palpatine. I wish that this wasn't like, <laughs> like an X-rated uh, 
podcast because I would have said it in a much more hilarious way. Um, I would, oh. but I'm not going to say it because Listeners children. Your uh, yeah, or just look exactly. on DeviantArt. I'm sure Mrs. Palpatine already exists in some. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, also, I, I mean, like, look, we random. can say like Ray is a pretty, um, like she's a pretty attractive person, and I can't think that like attractive genes really came from Palpatine. So I mean, like, well, in episode one and two, he wasn't like he seemed like a fine, normal, middle-aged guy. I. I mean, look, I like to judge the attractiveness of middle-aged men as much as the next guy, but um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, he, I think he must have, like, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe alien species or something, and, you know, they find different things attractive. Basically, I'm saying a, Ray is also an alien. Uh, new shocking news. They're, um, they're all aliens. They, yeah, they are all aliens, I suppose. That's true. Um, and I also, I just want to add, I actually, like, I, I don't love the idea of Palpatine coming back, but the more I thought, I'm like, well, they got to have a big bad. What are they going to do? I kind of, like, I kind of give that to them. I am I still think they the way they did it was really, really lazy and slapdash. Like, yeah. It also gave <laughs> like, me... It, I think we were talking, was it Ryan in here? Who was I talking to? But like, oh, yeah, Vince. Where it's yeah. just like the first line of the opening crawl, and when you go, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking about that before we saw cats. Just like the first three words of this movie. Uh oh. Well, like it, it also makes it, me oh. think. Like if if J.J. Abrams did get complete like creative control of uh seven, eight, and nine, if like considering how much she loves nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, if they had like shoehorned Palpatine into Episode Eight and kind of gotten rid of Snoke after that point. And they even, I feel they like he would have. That's what his. Yeah, I think but so, they would have had a scene. That was just yeah. throwaway. But they would have had a scene just to bad. tie into Empire, where Palpatine's like, "No, Ray, I am your grandfather." And then she would have been no, and it would have been fantastic. It would have been like poetry. It would have rhymed. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. probably, and we will never know. But I think probably the reveal <laughs> that she's his granddaughter would have still been in the third one, but I think the, the reveal at the end of the second one is that Palpatine exists still at all. I, I think, I yeah. think yeah. they, they would have built that. I mean, that's at least how I would do it. If we were trying to re reshuffle this yeah. trilogy. <clears throat> um, some of the other side stuff though, I want to touch on. So I, what did you guys feel about the Leia? Like, <laughs> like, Oh, it's got, that's obviously a bad situation <laughs> all around. So I'm not going to blame this solely on the filmmakers though. I, they, I still think there's some better way they could have integrated, especially with the what's his name, Sam Rexel, whatever the guy's name is, the the pilot that no one cares about that dies at the end. Uh, when he's like talking to her, it looked like it was like some weird lip reading video almost, like where he's just like, "What? Okay, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. some comedic bit that they're doing where they're just taking stock footage and they're just having like whose line is it anyway? Playing off of this. you know what I, oh. you know what it reminded me of is in the early 2000s when um, like Flash and Newgrounds was very popular. They people would make soundboards yeah. and it, it just they would take yeah. audio clips from shows and you could just press buttons and make sentences. Like I feel like somebody made a uh, Carrie Fisher soundboard slash like. <laughs> Like just all yeah. these random clips of her just saying generic things and said, "All right, here are the here are the ten sentences we can make with what we have and write dialogue around those responses." I mean, it, I guess it could have been worse. That's that's not a great compliment, but... Sean. That's the second time you've said that about this movie. Could have been worse. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine in theaters now. Yeah. Um. 
But uh, also, so I, like I said at the beginning, I liked when they all, like Poe, Finn, and Ray, they're all together kind of for the first time. That's a cool idea. You know what doesn't make sense, though, is why C-3PO is with them. Like, like again, this is such a surface-level understanding of Star Wars. It's just like if your grandma watched Star Wars and goes, yeah, that gold robot's always there. He should be in this movie, right? Because he's always in the other movies. But it's like, like there's no reason C-3PO should be on this adventure with them. It's like if your weird older uncle sent his butler with you to go on an adventure. Like, why is he with us, guys? It's like Olaf being he, in Frozen no 2. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Even weirder, though. He's but like, it's, it's like it's a protocol <laughs> droid. That's the, yeah, I mean, I, get, I know why he's in there from JJ. a but writing dumb perspective, but they could have done a better job of like, they were attacked and they had to run for cover and he was forced into the Falcon with them. Or like, you know what I mean? Not just like, oh, I guess he's here because mm-hmm. he's in the other movies. Let's bring him along, guys. Good thing Anakin programmed Sith language into him, by the way. I know, that was, can we get into that now? Is that the part of the <laughs> podcast that we've encountered where anakin skywalker programs c-3po as a little child to know it all comes around yeah it it rhymes that to learn the sith language not only to to know the sith language but he also then programs him to not be able to reveal the sith language (laughs) all right i'm gonna i'm gonna band-aid that at the end of episode three when they say have the protocol droid memory wipe they plugged him into a computer and downloaded new firmware from the internet that just happened to have the latest patch of every known language. That's my. There's my band aid. Why can't so he speak Sith language? The Bail Organa ship had what? Sith language. Did you say why, why can't he speak he... Spanish? Smith spoke Sith. No, why can't he speak Sith language? If he can speak like 15 million languages, like he says. It's not that he can; it's that he's forbidden. Yeah, why? Well, why? just well, don't program him with the not? language. You don't don't program <laughs> him and then pro- forbid him. You just don't program him with it. Also, isn't it like it's it's not so much that he. Because he can just translate, right? Isn't he able to like write? Why can't he just write down what it says? No one ever writes. Did you guys have you guys ever noticed? I think I brought this up in other conversations. No one ever writes in the Star Wars. I've world. never in yeah. the library in the prequels, but but no, but they didn't write. No one ever writes anymore. I don't anything. understand this universe. <laughs> I have never. Yeah, you're right. uh, I've so never they, thought about I, that. The thing I hate, right? Isn't is it kind of like, weird? Two of the two of the three remaining old characters in like C three PO and Chewie, they have scenes where it's like you think they're dead. Or like dead, yep. and then they again, not so, dead. like it's so lazy. It's lazy filmmaking. It like yeah. it's just like it's the chewy thing, especially like to me that like they didn't even <clears throat> like try to like like unless I sorry, chewy, you've seen it twice. Does that scene make any more sense? Is there a part of that scene where you kind of go, oh, I see a second transport in the background there or something? Nope. <laughs> I, I know i actually right. was looking out for it but i think it was probably left on the editing room floor because the movie was so damn long already but no i was out I, I knowing that's the kind of stuff in my second pass through that i was looking out for i'm like all right everything in my first pass through that i went huh what i tried to like yeah. look for answers for that one i didn't find one let me let me <laughs> let me just explore that scene for a moment so regardless of chewy exploding but then not actually exploding let's think about that scene so they're on they're on the ship that's on top of this little plateau this a platter if you will and lunchable there's cheese yeah and and ray runs out to co-confront ren for some reason she doesn't explain where she's going which happens multiple times in the film is she just she's because she's just a big jerk it doesn't tell people where she's going always always leave a note anyway always leave a note always leave a note and she goes out to fight ren and then they can they confront each other 
and then the thing happens, and then the scene ends. Okay, now the scene ends with her still out in the middle of the desert. Ren is probably closer to her than she is to the ship. Yet the scene ends. Furthermore, off in the distance are approaching an armada of TIE fighters, which can move really fast, yet the scene ends. Furthermore, earlier in that scene, the Knights of Ren are shown to be right there near the plateau. The Knights were in that scene, weren't they? They were in the scene. In fact, they appear multiple times in the film, yet do nothing. They have no purpose (laughs) in this film. Other than the fact that they're mentioned in the episode. Action figures, though. Yep, exactly. And and they're in that scene, and they're able to completely apprehend all four of our protagonists at that moment in time. Yet they do nothing. They're just. And the scene. Watch the movie again. That scene ends without resolving any of that conflict. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I completely forgot that, but remembering it now, I, I kind of know what you're... Yeah, there's like... It, it's a false it's a false sense of tension from scene to scene where they build a scene up with tension and then as a filmmaking or as a movie-going audience, there's an expected behavior of the filmmaking language. We're like, okay, they built this tension. How are they going to release this tension right. in the next scene or whatever? And they just don't They do don't. They, they, the scene just ends and they're like, oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> Also, wait, who are the Knights of Ren? Like, do they explain anything they at all? Never explain. They, it's implied that they're the other, um, because in Force Awakens, or no, Last Jedi or Force Awakens, it's, it's Last Jedi. Yeah. Luke's, the other, other trainees that Luke was training, Kylo took with them when he, like. What? Wait, why don't any of them have lightsabers then? I don't know. Because, uh, he needs to be the cool one. Also, why can't any of them be the of a band. I think I think it was either implied or mentioned in last jedi that they, none of them had lightsabers because they hadn't graduated um jedi school yet oh. and that's why, why that's why Ky- that's why kylo ren's lightsaber is all like gross looking because he didn't really know how to build one he kind of hobbled together out of scraps i think that was what the second or what is it the eighth the last movie last jedi was supposed to, i think I, I remember that somehow i think the, that movie addressed that <clears throat> See, i don't know anything about the lightsaber but i know that they mentioned that he brings other people with him yes yeah. that's definitely that's, that's definitely well, mentioned that's almost that's more definitely. frustrating because that seems like it could be a really interesting <laughs> idea and plot and I would yeah have well I even feel, that's another thing that was introduced in force awakens though because it's snoke who mentions the knight's ren so yeah. even in force awakens it was brought up and just it was it's just another thing where it's just like things were brought up and different filmmakers and either you just adapt and you go with it or you try to shove another thing that you want to get in your film in here even if it doesn't make any sense um what about the uh what was the other thing i was gonna say um uh plot wise the snake um oh the fin the fin thing where he's like Oh, yeah. I have something I need to tell you, right? And I, I, the, the idea and the speculation and what everyone kind of agrees on now is that he was going to tell her that he thinks he's Force-sensitive, which it, that I actually like that he's Force-sensitive. I think that's fine. I, but when you have a line, there's something I want to tell you, and you don't pay that off, yeah. that, like, also, you, you have to pay oh, that yeah, off. Oh, yeah, that drove me crazy. The, that, and that was and t- I guarantee you that's on the editing room floor. <laughs> it has to be yeah. but it's like not only- then you cut out the setup then too don't just cut off the payoff cut out the setup too you can't leave one well what's funny sean you're talking about filmmakers introducing a concept in earlier films and then it's up to the next filmmaker to pay it off in this one yeah. it's contained in the same film abrams forgot to pay off his own bit yeah it's just like furthermore 
it's weird. You know, it's super weird. But okay, so let's say, let's go with the premise that he was going to tell her that he's force sensitive. In no situation in the film where that is brought up is that a relevant thing to bring up in that moment. Yeah, the only thing that would be relevant is that he loves her. That would make sense because they think that was the only. Yeah, like, yeah. If think they're about to die. Why would he say we're I'm... about to die? I think I'm force sensitive. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, and it's totally stupid. Um. Oh, also, if Chewie wasn't actually dead, but the reason that they realized that Chewie wasn't dead is that yep. Ray sensed that he was still alive. Why? Like she would have sensed he was alive the whole time. Correct. Why would? Anyways, uh, moving on from that whole crazy scene. Um... Does it? Does Does the fact that Ray can heal? Uh, bodies that have been stabbed through with lightsaber with the force kind of like like ruin uh, i don't mind I no i'm okay with that I'm, I'm totally no, okay I, with I'm, that. I'm, I'm, i mean but why, why could, i know why other people have issues it, with and why it, couldn't obi-wan do it because she like, she was when qui-gon was just lying there and dead uh, well well Obi. oh you mean in episode one yeah I mean, or just literally any time a jedi ever has some sort of wound that another jedi well, is watching them die why can't they now heal them well that so, you know, if we were to get a little nitpicky here, I can explain that via, you know, just retconning, whatever. Between the time <laughs> when Qui-Gon got stabbed and between the time that Obi-Wan would have been able to heal him, he maybe he was too far gone. Yeah. He died. Also, also um, Obi-Wan was the Padawan in the first movie. And also true. Also, um, Rey was studying ancient Jedi texts and learning powers that... <laughs> She was learning powers that are mentioned just in the extended universe materials that it's implied that, okay, not that many Jedi know that these things exist. So I, yeah, I don't know. True. That, that, I, I mean, give there, that a pass. I think there are, then establish there that are answers in the extended universe. Learning it and, and, and trying to like <clears throat> heal flowers that have died or something. Like, like start baby steps. You don't just go immediately to being able to do this thing that I've never seen any force Mo- user ever use. Well, Vince, the movie's too long. They, 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 there's no way I, they had time to sniff, too, it's smell it's the super roses. Thing, she kills Kylo yeah, Ren I will and say then this. brings him I, back from getting stabbed in the chest. And then I don't mind. I don't mind that if she has those powers. They use those powers. I think it's fine. I don't mind the Force having new cool things. I like that. And healing is a natural. Like, yeah, sure. yeah. Why don't they heal Just with Force it. powers? They should have been doing that forever. That's fine. The way they integrated it though is actually a good counterpoint to my whole thing. Not because the her healing the snake is a setup. For the payoff of her healing, yeah, Kylo. I was just gonna say that. Now, whether you but think that not, works, my problem that's is the different. fact that she, it's it's that's how it was introduced. Like, I, I don't. That's how did she learn? Yeah, I, I mean, want to. Could have maybe had it was, it was fine with me. I, they, they, sure. I was okay with it. Yeah, it was fine with me. But 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 I mean, I I, I get it though, Vince. I I'm, I get what you're saying, but, and I understand your frustration. I'm just personally okay with it, or I'm at least not as. Me- there are other things that take my attention. I, yeah, in terms but I mean, of for me, it's like like Tatar learning water bending, it's reading a water bending scroll, and learning healing from water bending masters that know how to heal. It's like we see this, we see the progression of her as a bender. It's like. Well, because it's a TV show, you have more time. We get what you're saying. Which is the format of this that's is fine. almost destined. To, yeah, uh, the, the TV show had I'm... 30 hours to establish that stuff, so it's yeah. Fi- yeah it, I'm okay with it's it. Fine. It's they, fine. I'm it's actually, fine. I actually like how they do um, it. It's fine. <clears throat> moving on, though. So, so what exactly happened during the fight with Kylo on the water intergalactic planet? Um, and they're all intergalactic planets. That's what intergalactic means. Um, but uh, <laughs> when did, did basically did Leia just punk her son to get killed? Like what yeah, happened there? That's, that's what, what happened. All I could think of is Leia's like, "I'm distracting you." Oh, sorry, gotcha. You're dead now. Like yeah, because <laughs> that's what happened. What? No, it is because she she's why would she choose that moment to reach out to Ren? 
she had to have sensed that Ray was in trouble and says, okay, I got to reach out to Ren and screw him up. That's the only thing that could have been possible. Hmm. Like, like, because the thing is that, okay, eventually the, the arc is that Ben turns and he becomes Ben again. That's fine. I like, that's good. Redemption, all good. But what actually redeems him is not Leia. It's Han. That's the scene where he redeems. So Leia isn't even like, doesn't sacrifice herself to redeem Ben. She sacrifices herself to kill Ben. Like when you think about it, like, oh my God, that's what actually just happened. I think I I interpret that as a, uh, actually may have brought this up, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't supposed to be Han scene. I think that was going to be Leia talking to him. And I think that because Uh, I remember hearing after she died, like, oh no, she was like important to the storyline for the last, the last episode, I think. And I think a lot of people speculated she was going to have a hand in helping him redeem himself, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's messy. That whole situation was messy, but I, yeah. I think there were external forces in play. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if those are maybe, like I said, I actually didn't mind. I like the kind of, I actually like the Han Solo scene. Actually. I did. Yeah, I yeah. like the Han Solo scene like more too. than the Luke scene, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, the uh, the other thing too is what what did you guys take about why Leia doesn't disappear until Ben disappears at the end? Like, why is her body oh, man. there? I've and been, then they both I've been trying to, to no, I've been trying I, to figure I feel like that, that out. Was... That was just a mistake. Like, it's clearly intentional. Point. I'm not going to chalk that up to laziness. Because no, that cause... is clearly in there for a reason. But I don't know. I Like, I, I don't I'm, I don't get it. No, I don't Leia get it Leia did her thing. After Ren did his thing, but she had already become... If, if she could only become one with the Force once her son became one with the Force, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, because he would have then, when she turned, like, when, he, when Han Solo turned him back to Ben, she should have dissipated that like exactly i don't know or like, luke should never have it, become one with the force until kylo also becomes yeah, one with the force there's so many things that i it, like that whole thing was really messy to me and it just it confused and distracted me from when i probably like when, during the climax when ideally i shouldn't be distracted i should be emotionally engaged and i'm like what's happening um also that key that was a brilliant moment right everyone the what the dagger key the dagger looking I, at the that made Death no Star. sense ever wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, no yeah, way wouldn't the water push the pieces of the death star around over the years i don't i don't but know you guys, <laughs> you, also you watched return of the jedi it explodes there's no big parts of it left. yeah i did yeah i was thinking that too it that explodes it, into it, a billion pieces explodes. it's not like there's yeah. a big chunk that's like half the size of a planet that's just gonna fall down to endor it makes no sense but even if there was let's pretend there was like what like you just stand right here and like no also what let's let's again the, the what, laziest <laughs> it was the worst thing ever but what let's if you really think what did that actually tell her you know what did what that actually me mean how did that help her in treasure. any way it reminded me so much <laughs> yeah, of national did. treasure i i think on the point of the death star being obliterated the parts that we see are only about the size of like a couple football fields and we see the explosion from space like a like an area that small would look like a tiny speck, but yeah, I don't know. Also, like I said, the wreckage of the Death Star, whatever pieces were left intact, would have floated away and been pushed around by those crazy violent waves and rotted and fallen apart. So a dagger that has a national treasure clue on it wouldn't hold up for more than like six months. But Also, consider the fact that that part of the Death Star had to be sitting in that exact position. Let's say that part was underwater. Let's say, why would you build a dagger that would even mash up with the Death Star? Who's going to be in space looking at, the, I don't understand, when was this dagger built? This, it, So many questions that are not needed to be asked by at all. No, I, I think, I think. She's, go ahead. Ryan. 
I think she, she, get, she, she gets to the planet. <laughs> I think the dagger subplot should have been eliminated entirely. I think yes. they should have been like, yo, there's a planet where there's a Death Star wreckage and the triangles on it. And then you tie yep. it back to the first movie. We're going, hey, Ray's, I'm a scavenger. I can find stuff on wreckage. And then yep. she yeah. scavenges based on her knowledge of scavenging and her newfound knowledge of the force. She finds the Sith triangle and we eliminated 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, like eliminate two out of the seven MacGuffins in this film yeah. would have helped, I think, a little bit. Because um, they just confuse things more than anything. Um, uh, what else? There's one or two other... Oh, um, oh how about the, uh, um... oh, the, the... The final battle, the space battle. So so only like five of those things were manned, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, like I said, on first viewing... I went, where did they get all the crew for these ships? And then on second viewing, there's a couple throwaway lines at the beginning that said, when Kylo said, I'm going to go find Rey, all of you guys, you got to start doing job interviews. You got to staff up all these ships because we have 500 of them now. <laughs> he does say something along those lines. So I do remember they do. I They <clears throat> tried to explain that. Like It's, it's at the I, very I, beginning of the movie. For trying. Yeah. They tried to, I suppose. I still it's dumb, think but that... they did it. Yeah. Who, who built those? Uh, that's just what planets Sith, are made of, Sith, Ryan. They're Sith made magic. Of the the emperor says something about conjuring them. <laughs> oh, what in? Okay, okay. I, you know, I, I have hey. been Star Wars. That's right. I have. <laughs> um. Also, that Prometheus throne room. Were those all like living beings? Well, no. I that was actually one thing I liked about the movie is that you know throughout the films, well, actually not the originals, but they mentioned the Sith, right? And and. I don't. Does the average movie going person like my mom know what the Sith is? Right? Does she? I don't think she's not reading EU books to know what the Sith are. So it, she just knows it's evil. Right. Very evil is right. But we never actually see any Sith people. But it's, in this movie, we finally get to it, and it turns out they're elf monkeys. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was super into that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh sweet, the Sith yeah. are elf monkeys. All right. They, the Sith that we I know of from the prequels, are, there are they are Sith lords. They lord over the monkeys. Right. It's like the the witch from Wizard <laughs> of Oz. They're the lords of the planet. Yes, the Ryan. Whatever yeah. I was going to say, your thing was way better. They are. <laughs> well, you're going to say Planet of the Apes, which yes, is what I was Yes, but the Sith are, are well, wicked witches of the, the Wests, of the space and they have, monkeys. Uh, monkeys. I, you know Monkey what? minions. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love this movie. You know, I would love to see. <laughs> All right, a Star Wars, you totally redeemed yourself. I'd love to see a Broadway version of Wicked, but with Palpatine as the lead instead. <laughs> This is the revisionist history of Palpatine's story. <laughs> I want to hear well, him sing like, popular. It actually would make sense because we were asking, like, did he fall in love and have a Mrs. Palpatine? Oh, yeah. Well, now we get to hear that story. You know what? Oh, also, did you guys know that Palpatine's first name? Do you know his first name? His Sheev. first name is Sheev. Sheev. Yeah. That's fun. That's just a fun That's thing. That's a fun to know. thing. Sheev. Yeah. Uh, we're, I, I just uh, want to give you guys a, a time check. We're approaching yeah, two hours. Yeah, yeah, so. is any, any other, like, kind of plot? foibles and gripes that you want to just get out there before we kind of start wrapping this up nah, I, I, I know i know that uh, at least there's others i know I'm at least 70 sure. percent yeah, of but... the plot of this movie doesn't make sense yeah. I, i'm over it i don't care <laughs> it's fine what, okay if i'll just i'll give one thing is that the three opening words of this movie the dead speak what what did he say can we just get that what what i would the first thing in my mind when i was looking through opening crawl i'm like okay i'm willing to not believe this is hot garbage i but i need more information movie tell me what did he say is this important that because this is a big mcguffin for the movie 
<laughs> Give us more information. Optimus. Optimus. <laughs> the thing is, it needed like a a thing where it's like he's saying is execute order sixty six <laughs> to everybody kind of thing. And they're all but, like, uh, yeah, we're not clones anymore, dude. That's not gonna work. But anyway, also, that's the, how hilarious uh, is it that yeah. it's called the final order? Anybody? The final one. There's the first. This is the final one. Oh. What about the middle one. Oh, Who also. Knows? Did you know that the? Or I don't. I, I assume this was essential, but the uh, Burning Man that was taking place. On oh the my Desert god! I called it Burning Man too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that would the celebration was every forty two years, uh, forty two because that was nineteen seventy seven when the original Star Wars. Uh, oh, that's uh, fun. Uh, all right, all right, whatever. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I, I mean I, that wasn't a criticism. I was just like, yeah, that's kind of a thing. That did, that was a thing that they did. Um, hey, Wedge was in this movie. I like seeing Wedge. As much as it's fan service entirely, I like him. I like how they had Dominic Monaghan in this movie for some reason. And he was the one closest to Leia. Like they're in Leia's funeral. It's like, hey, Charlie's there. This character no one cares about, but (laughs) apparently he's close enough to Leia to stand right next to her body. Um, Sure, why not? Good times. Um, Cool. All right. Well, I wanted one final kind of idea I wanted to pitch uh, just before we wrap it up. so, like I mentioned, how this movie ended on such, like, to me anyways, a very just, like, rote, cliche, kind of hackneyed ending to a big final climax. And going back to Jedi, how the point of Jedi is, you know, to redemption. That is ultimately what the Star Wars movies are about, in a lot of ways, redemption. So, how crazy would it have been, as much as I don't like Palpatine being in this movie, but if they're going with that... They, the, the ending, the climax of this movie is the redemption of Palpatine. Oh, man. I'm imagining the ending of Captain EO. Where he turns into... He's, <laughs> yeah, got, he's wearing yeah. beautiful rainbow robes and he's being carried away by his monkeys as he waves. And like and there's like space magic sparkles flying away from him. And Michael Jackson's there for some reason. And yeah, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I would have like, loved that. You said it earlier that okay, well, Palpatine's the ultimate now, evil. He's the... Like, yes. Right? And now that's the whole point. It's like, okay... If you could turn the ultimate evil, that is a message of hope. That is a good message. Well, Even if it's a messy film, at least that message I could get behind. Like, so Sean, oh man, they really redeemed. I actually, I really like that idea. But what if they did it this way? What if they did it where at the end, instead of Ray saying she's a Skywalker, what if she says she is Palpatine, which would be a hilarious thing for her to say at that <laughs> moment in time because of the way it was filmed. But in a way that could have been Palpatine's redemption. Yeah, he is... T- too far but gone. But she's going to take up the name and make it good again, or you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, and also I think that would have been an interesting character moment where she just says, "It doesn't matter what my last name is. This is this is who she I am." Should have said something. I'm Ray Skimbleshanks. Oh. Dang it, you took. I was going to say that. Dang it. Oh, that's hey, that's, <laughs> that's some foreshadowing. Exactly that's some say. that's some foreshadowing right there. Yeah, foreshadow. If you want to hear more about Skimbleshanks, everyone, <laughs> I would All have right. loved to have seen Palpatine be voted the Jellicle Cat. <laughs> all right let's let's <laughs> flies away i, I know we are we are all just brimming full yeah. of cats energy so let's let's yeah. wrap this one up yeah so um that wraps up our we have so had so much to say clearly um but if you have stuff to say email us or just fill out our survey because i'm sure rise of skywalker will make some entries on our um end of year survey um and if you do want to hear more cats guess what there's a whole episode where that's where we're all we're talking about. Um, so click on over to that and give it a listen. It, if you thought this one was a controversial co- topic, oh man, you yeah, cats. 
Oh boy. I don't have no, I don't know how to end that thought, but you know what I'm saying. If you, if you were upset that I liked Rise of Skywalker, boy, do I have bad news for you. <laughs> um but uh I think that's about it for tonight's episode. Thanks again, write us in, catch us in all the um places you listen to us. Check out our survey on the description or on our social media. And if you don't listen to our cats, or even if you do, have a happy new year, everyone, and merry holiday time. Happy life day. Happy life day. Happy life day. This has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks podcast. Young Chunks! Brian Palpatine. Also, I kind of like that she was like going by Red 5 in the final space battle when they're playing. Yeah, I caught that. I was like, I know.